Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor coming to you from the capital city of Georgia of Atlanta as well as my hometown. Thank you so much for being a part of Taylor Bay Sports this week and of course we've got another great program in store for you. Let me tell you what I mean. On this week's program we're going to discuss Mark Rick's not being on the Georgia Bulldog staff any longer as the head football coach. And uh, we're going to talk about that as well as the possible replacement for him. And coach Rick, as we record this program on Friday, December 4th, is now going to be taking over at Miami. But we'll get into that all in just a few minutes. Also, we're going to be discussing the Atlanta Falcons as they did not look good against the, uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings this past weekend. And also, we're going to preview their upcoming game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this coming Sunday. Also, it's the end of an era in NBA basketball. It's Kobe Bryant and his farewell tour. They're going to be coming to Atlanta tonight at Phillips Arena. It's the L.A. Lakers coming into town to take on the Atlanta Hawks, and the Hawks lost a crushing game on Wednesday night. Man, you know, they, they had Toronto, but in the fourth quarter, it just did them in. So we're going to Talk about those aspects on this edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Also, you'll hear comments from Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. You'll hear my one-on-one interview with Falcons wide receiver Nick Williams. And also, D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We'll be, uh, like I said, previewing the Falcons' upcoming game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's all on the way right here on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. And, of course, if you'd like to keep up with the program, make sure that you send me a Facebook friend request. I'm always Looking for new friends, no doubt about that. No matter where you are, you can uh, reach out to me on Facebook at Kevin Taylor 98 Twitter and Instagram, also at KevinTaylor98. And I thank you so much for supporting Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor as we talk sports from Atlanta and around the country. All right, well, of course, the big news this week has been not the Atlanta Falcons, not the Atlanta Hawks, um, not the upcoming SEC championship game, here uh, on Saturday inside the Georgia Dome, but it has been talk of Mark Rick. Mark Rick, of course, it was a mutual decision. That's that's what we have to go with, the mutual decision. But basically, he was let go. Uh, Georgia, you know, pretty much, you know, thought they probably could go in a different direction. Uh, I guess they felt like they Mark Rick took the program as far as he could take it. And so they needed a change. Okay, a lot of fans wanted the change. But you have to be careful what you ask for. That's for sure anything that you do. So Mark Richt is no longer the head coach of Georgia, but he's now the new head football coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Earlier today it was announced that Mark Richt is going to be the new head football coach. And, of course, he played quarterback at Miami. And he comes from FSU as the offensive coordinator. That's how he pretty much got the job at UGA. But at the same time, Rick came uh, dressed in an orange and green tie and had the lapel pin in the shape of the school's distinctive U. And, of course, the picture is all over the Internet of him having his hands in that U-shaped formation on the U-go, uh, the logo. rather. But, uh, like I said, he returned home Friday, basically, uh, where he was announced as the new head football coach. Uh, terms uh, for the former Hurricane quarterback were not disclosed, but uh, Rick said that he expects this job to be his last. He said, quote, I do understand what's expected, and really I don't want to make a lot of promises. 
other than I want to promise that we're going to get to work and we're going to earn the uh, right for victory. Now, his contract is not finalized, though. Uh, Miami Athletic Director Blake James said that uh, he and Rick have agreed to terms as a private institution, though. Miami does not have to release contract information, and James would not reveal the details. Now, here's the thing. Rick was making $4 million annually at Georgia. Now, he won 145 games as a head coach at Georgia over 15 seasons uh, before, like I said, the two sides parted ways earlier this week. Now, again, it was a mutual, quote-unquote, decision, agreement. Um, now, of course, this is a term that Rick took, uh, you know, kind of playfully. Uh, and he kind of took a swipe at it on Friday. He thought about actually taking a year off uh, to just kind of just take it easy, you know, get away. He's been coaching going nonstop for years. But Miami reached out not long after Rick was fired from Georgia, as well as um, even as it's reported that, they reached out to him after Miami fired Al Golden in October. This has been reported that Miami reached out to Rick in October after Al Golden was fired to actually get his interest, so they say, in possibly returning to Miami. And uh, the Hurricanes called again. Rick, who had been approached by Miami multiple times in the past when the school had coaching vacancies, he knew he could not say no this time. Uh, he also said, when you coach, you want to go to a place where you've got a chance to do big things by virtue of the fact that it's been done here before. That's a good indicator by virtue of the fact that it has one of the most fertile recruiting areas in the United States of America. That's another factor. Okay. Here's my take on this. You coached at Georgia, SEC school, 15 years. You let a lot of top recruits get away. You did. They went to either neighboring schools or schools that far from here. Um, another issue that I would probably have with this situation is you're in the ACC now. This ACC is not the SEC. So how do you expect to be in the upper echelon when you have Florida State in Florida? You just get out of a school that plays Florida every year. Now you go to another school that plays Florida every year for your in-state rival. If you couldn't beat them with Georgia, do you think you're going to beat them with Miami? Florida State. Enough said. Do you think you're going to out-recruit Florida State? Maybe. Maybe not. But you also are playing Clemson. Number one team in the country. Number one seed in the college football playoffs. Do you think you're going to get past Clemson for the ACC title? Those are three schools right there that with the talent level that he has in Miami right now that I don't think he can get past in the foreseeable future. So to build a program to where you want it to be, it's going to be an uphill battle. Because, like I said, you've already got Florida, who's back on track now. We see that because they're playing in the SEC championship game. Then you've already got Florida State, where pretty much, I mean, enough said again. But, hey, maybe he has what it takes to get Florida back on, uh, to get Miami back on track and to get that recruiting where it should be within your home state for Miami. But when you have two teams, especially in your home state, that you're going to have uphill battle recruiting, Against, I, I I think Mark Ray can do it, but it's going to be tough. 
It's going to be tough. Rick went 19-3 against ACC opponents when he was at Georgia, and uh, Miami can hope that that trend can continue. Uh, the Hurricanes moved into the ACC 12 years ago, but they're still looking for their first league title. It has been 10 years since Georgia has won a football title. So now Mark Richt is going to be the new head coach at Miami. So I wish him well. Uh, I've never met Mark Rick, but uh, I heard a lot of good things about him. But I really hope that he's able to do very well there and much continued success to him. He's been a success. Me personally, I thought that this move was not going to be made. I thought he was going to, you know, basically him and the school were going to basically play out the contract. But what do I know, right? But I really hope Mark Rick does very well at the University of Miami. Great things are ahead for him. No doubt about that. But hopefully uh, he can stay the course and uh, he can get some good players in there to bring Miami back to where they once were. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being a part of the program and keeping along the lane, same lines of college football. You know, uh, it's well, I wouldn't say a rumor, but it's been reported that uh, Kirby Smart, after the SEC championship game, is going to be the new head coach at Georgia. Kirby Smart played defensive back at uh, Georgia. And uh, that's basically who Greg McGarity, from all indications, really just had their eye on all the way, Kirby Smart. So uh, not, an announcement could be made as early as Sunday or at the latest Monday. So I'll keep you posted on that. Make sure that uh, you follow me on Twitter at KevinTaylor98, and I will give you the information as it comes in. But right now, all indications do point that Kirby Smart would be the next head coach at the University of Georgia. So we'll see how that uh, goes and uh, see what type of assistance can be brought in because, you know, your head coach is good as your assistant sometimes. So we'll see how that will uh, play out as well. So uh, some some good things are coming up, I think, for Georgia, and I think they would agree with that. Uh, I think this program is on the right track, and I think that, um, you know, it, it takes some time. This takes some time to – uh, kind of get back to where you were. But you've got to stay the course, and that's the thing. And the way college football is now, it's like win now or else, <laughs> almost. But uh, if Kirby Smart is being brought in, I think you'll see a, a, a revamp, revamp Georgia defense. But Jacob Eason is the question mark. You know, is he going to transfer? Is he going to stay with UGA uh, as a commitment? And like I told you, that's a lot of pressure to put on a young man's shoulders coming in. But uh, we'll see. And I think that uh, only time will tell. Can it be an overnight fix? I don't think so. But Georgia's not that far away. You get Nick Chubb back, hopefully, at full strength next season. You still have one of the uh, best offensive lines in the SEC or in the SEC East. Then I think you can win. But it's just a matter of getting the right pieces in the right places. But I think Kirby Smart, for what I hear and for what I understand, he is a good evaluator of talent. And Nick Saban has even recommended him to be a head coach or has stated that he could make a good head coach. So we'll see as time goes along and uh, see if it can be done. But uh, Alabama will be facing Florida in the SEC championship game. And uh, if Florida upsets Alabama in this game, you would not have an SEC representative in the national playoff. You would not. A lot of people are thinking that Alabama is going to come in and pretty much uh, win against Florida. I think it's going to be a close contest. I think it could go either way. 
Alabama is beatable. Florida, we saw in their last game, they were definitely beatable. So it could go either way. But the stronger team in this contest, I think, would be Alabama. So I give them the edge in this one. I think Alabama will win, but uh, it's going to be a close game for sure. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a close game. But uh, I think Alabama will get out to a fast start, one that uh, the Florida defense may, may or may not be able to contain early on. But as the game wears on, I think I would give the edge to Alabama to make enough plays to get the job done in the SEC championship game on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Also on Saturday afternoon, Georgia State, they head to Statesboro to end their season against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is 8-3 and three on the season. And uh, Georgia State, they're 5-6. and six, And they can get one more win to become bowl eligible and also have a 500 season. So that's phenomenal because this, this program was like almost just like, what in the world is going on here? Earlier in the season, they were losing games, losing close games, but they've rallied. Trent Miles has done a great job with these guys, their young team, and they can actually get to bowl eligibility and finish at 500 for the season, a great way to end the season and build upon next year with a win. But it's going to be tough. Georgia Southern is a tough team to play, especially at home. And so hopefully Georgia State can get the win. I would like to see them get the win. So that's why I'm not picking a team in this game. <laughs> but I would like to see Georgia State get to 500, though. I will say that. And uh, congratulations to Coach Miles on uh, the uh, stretch of the season. It has been a good season for his Panthers. But uh, still, even if they win or lose, they still have something to build off of for next season. And I think uh, this team is going to be much better as uh, time goes along. That's for sure. They've got some great players, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball, to uh, to kind of be on the lookout for. All right, it's Taylor Made Sports. I'm Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being a part of the show this week. Coming up, we're going to discuss the Atlanta Falcons, recap their game against the Minnesota Vikings. I was at the Georgia Dome on Sunday. Got to show a lot of love to the Atlanta Falcons media relations staff. Thanks so much for having me out and also the program this past weekend. Also, uh, we're going to hear from uh, Nick Williams, who's a Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. Also, Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. We'll hear comments from him, as well as you hear my interview with D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And we're going to preview the uh, game coming up on Sunday against uh, Tampa Bay. But uh, like I was telling you, um, this past Sunday at the Georgia Dome, uh, it was a very disappointing loss. Um, we knew that Minnesota was going to be coming in. They were going to be ready. Um, but at the same time, it was a situation where we knew the Falcons' defense was one of the best in the league. Uh, they were one of the best in the league at stopping the run, I should say. But Adrian Peterson had 158 yards, and he pretty much just set the tone for Minnesota's offense. Uh, the Falcons have not been young quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, which I think kind of says something there. But you've got to stop the turnovers. Matt Ryan has to do a better job, of course, in the red zone um, and not forcing the ball. I think he's trying to do a little bit too much. He's even admitted that he's, you know, maybe forcing throws and balls that should not be thrown. But um, he's a veteran quarterback making, you know, early career mistakes. Uh, some of the play calls have been, you know, kind of just questionable, uh, like a fourth down play. In Sunday's game, in the fourth quarter, you empty the backfield. 
So you have nobody in the backfield who can block on a pass play when you only need one yard. In most cases, you give the ball off. You hand the ball off. But, hey, I guess if Kyle Shanahan wanted to throw the ball and he saw something, it was going to be thrown. But it wound up being a sack and turnover on downs. So the Falcons, who once started out at 5-0, and are now 6-5 and after this loss to Minnesota, 20-10 to this past Sunday, are now on the outside looking in. They once had the last spot in the playoffs, but now that's been taken by Seattle. Coach Dan Quinn said earlier this week that it's championship week, and that's pretty much the way this team is going to go about it. Every week is a championship, and therefore, of course, a loss, which means you're out. So the Falcons cannot afford to continue the sloppy play and penalties that have really been hurting them the past few weeks. Now, some good news here, uh, good news and some bad. The Falcons have activated wide receiver return specialist Devin Hester from injury reserve. That happened earlier today and placed wide receiver Leonard Hankerson on season-ending IR. Now, uh, uh, Hester was expected to make his season debut here, and, of course, he's coming back from a toe injury. Now, he was going to make his uh, season debut against Tampa Bay anyway, and he missed the first 11 games after tearing two ligaments in his right big toe during the preseason. Hankerson had been battling a ham, hamstring strain for a while and aggravated it two games ago against Indianapolis. And um, he had missed three games because of that injury. Um, now, Hankerson, unfortunately, led the team in drops. He did sign a one-year, $1 million contract in the offseason. But uh, he may or may not be back. Uh, he had 26 catches for 327 yards and three touchdowns this season. But uh, we'll see how Devin Hester boosts this offense, which I think it will, especially in the uh, kick game with the returns. And uh, Devontae Freeman will also be back this, this week as well. He's been cleared to play uh, because, you know, he was out with a concussion. So Devontae Freeman's going to be back. So you got a couple of offensive weapons who are returning for the Falcons this week against Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay comes into this game 5-6. and six. They still have a lot to play for because they're on the outside looking in as well. And they could actually catch the Falcons, you know, with a win. They'll be tied, you know, record, you know, and they'll move up in seeding, of course. But we'll see how all this plays out. But the Falcons have to take care of business, have to take care of the ball, and be aggressive in this game. So hopefully they can get back on the winning track. Now let's hear starting with Matt Ryan as we go into the Falcons' locker room after this past Sunday's game, and then Nick Williams, my one-on-one interview with him, and D. Orlando Letbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, who's the Atlanta Falcons beat writer. So starting off with Matt Ryan, Matt was asked how does he feel he's played so far this season. Inconsistent. Uh, I think inconsistent. I think there's been some really good things and uh, just some bad decisions um, that have cost us. You know, frankly, they've cost us. And... Um, you know, it's, that's disappointing, um, but I really believe that we can get it corrected. I know I can play better. I've done it before, and I will do it again. Um, but it's got to start this week, and we've got to get back to work tomorrow, uh, evaluate what we did today, uh, learn from it, and, and get back to, uh, you know, get back to practicing. I, I'll tell you this, you know, Wednesday can't come fast enough for us to get out onto the practice field and start, you know, preparing for uh, Tampa next week. I'm here with Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Nick Williams. Nick, uh, disappointed loss today to Minnesota. Of course, you're on the offensive side. Uh, what do you see maybe wrong with this team now offensively? Um, I don't think anything's wrong. I think we're just in a little bit of a rut. And like any game, 
comes down to five or six plays a game and first couple games of the season we were knocking those out of the park you know going six for six five for five whatever on the big plays and um, the 50-50 plays too and we, they just haven't been going our way recently. So of course now you got a big game coming up on Sunday against Tampa Bay uh, key game um, you know what are some of the keys to uh, this game getting the ball back and of course driving the ball down the field as well? Just work this week in practice don't let anything from anything bothers from outside in. Just know that it's us together and the only way to fix it is to go back to work. And of course it looks like this team is still a close-knit unit and uh, in the midst of this uh, downwards spiral uh, you're still staying positive which is a good sign and the way it should be. Exactly. It's only, I mean, being negative or dwelling in the past won't get anything done. They're not going to get you anywhere in life and football whatever, same thing. So just be positive, show up to work, work hard and, and uh, play the start rolling our way. And uh, I guess it's being taught just like in sports in general, just taking it one game at a time, getting that one win and getting to that point and then letting everything kind of take care of itself after that. Exactly. You know, I think uh, it would be a big relief once we when we get back on track and start playing our style of ball, finishing the way we finished games early on in the season. So, but it's all in front of us, so a lot of, lot of ball to be played. And, of course, now in addition to Tampa Bay, you go on the road for three straight. Uh, how key will it be to get at least this first win starting this Sunday against Tampa Bay? Each week's championship week. So I didn't even know that we had three on the road after that. So just one game at a time, one play at a time. So Great way to look at it, Nick. Great to talk to you. Much continued success. And uh, we'll see you as we head into the home stretch here of the season. Thank you. I'm joined now by D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Atlanta Falcons, beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. D, great to see you. And an embarrassing loss uh, to the Minnesota Vikings this week here at the Georgia Dome. And D, where does the Falcons go now? Uh, they're, they've lost four straight, and, you know, they're barely hanging on to the playoff spot. Yeah, they're not, they're not that far off, I don't believe. But, I mean, we're seeing the turnovers kill them on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, if they score that touchdown there and don't have the clip and penalty, maybe they, you know, take the lead and, and move on. But uh, nobody's coming in here and just dragging them around the Georgia Dome. So uh, four or five plays here and there are costing them. But the, the troubling part is the penalties, the, the uh, bad throws by Matt Ryan trying to maybe do too much. Um, the, the kid losing fumbles, Tevin Coleman, uh, you know, a blocking in the back leg, a real bad penalty by Tony Moriaki. Uh, those are coaching things that they have to fix, and they haven't been able to, to get that turned around. Now, of course, you mentioned coaching. I'll get back to that in one second. Of course, uh, Matt Ryan, yes, he's been playing inconsistent, like you mentioned in his post-game comments of the press conference, but Cal Shanahan, the play calling, has been a little head-scratching, too. Well, I don't really ever go to play calling as an excuse because, you know, these guys are pros. They, uh, uh, you know, got to execute the plays. I mean, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson is, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's running the ball and these eight guys trying to tackle him, he's still going to get it. So, um, you know, I don't I don't go to the play call unless it's, you know, uh, calling the pass in the end zone on the one-yard line. I mean, that's not a good play call here. But, uh, it looked like he was trying to throw routes that Ryan couldn't throw over the middle, and then they tried to roll him out to get him some, some good looks along the side. So they weren't trying to force the ball in there. So, um, you know, but uh, the sheer fact they're not scoring points, that, that lays on the footstep of the um, offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. They started out scoring 30 points a game. Now they're scoring under 15. Yes, that's, um, that's at his office. 
Yes, yeah, so the defense, they look like they're getting stronger every week. Um, they're coming along. It's a lot of young guys over there. The uh, run defense is much, much improved. Uh, you know, they need to tighten up some things in coverage, but uh, the defense coming into this game was top ten defense. So, uh, you know, they're going to fall out of the top ten after that showing. But, uh, yeah, they certainly play well enough for the Falcons to be winning, and Roddy White said that. All right, and before we let you go, the Falcons start a three-game road trip, Tampa Bay, Carolina, then Jacksonville. What is it going to take for these guys to at least get two out of the three wins, starting with Tampa Bay, who came into Atlanta and beat them early in the season? Yeah, well, that's going to be a big one down there. I think Vincent Jackson's back. They got Doug Martin running the ball. Uh, James Winston appears to be finding his way. Uh, it's going to be all about Matt Ryan the offense, putting some points on the scoreboard. Now, however they got to do that, it's Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman. Uh, you know, Julio's got 90 plus 90 catches, but only six touchdowns. So, I mean, whatever they got to do to get in the end zone, they got to start getting in the end zone. Well, D, thanks for being with us on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor this weekend. Where can people find you and follow you on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, the whole night? Yeah, hey, Kevin, yeah, Atlanta Falcons News Now is uh, our website, but most of the uh, information's on at uh, DOrlandoAJC is our Twitter Twitter handle, and uh, we send out all the stories on that. All right, it's D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal Constitution, everybody, right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. All right, thanks to Nick Williams and D. Orlando Ledbetter for being guest on this week's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Also, like I told you earlier, going to the NBA now is the end of an era. It's going to be the last time NBA fans will see Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers playing against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks will be in action tonight on Friday, no, uh, December 4th, at Phillips Arena. Tip-off is at 8, and uh, I'm actually going to be making my way on downtown to see this. And it's going to be a electric atmosphere, no doubt about that. The Lakers have a chance to win consecutive games for the first time in more than, hey, nine months. And the Hawks, uh, whoa, man, you know, like I told you, they lost a, a heartbreaking game on Wednesday. Um, but uh, Kobe Bryant, it's going to be his night. And, uh, you know, his night to say I love you and goodbye to the fans on his farewell tour as it hits Atlanta. And, uh, you know, uh, actually Washington was the second stop on Brian's farewell tour. The first was Philadelphia, his hometown, as he announced his impending retirement prior to a season-long eight-game road trip. But um, he scored 12 of his season-high 31 points in the fourth quarter Wednesday night and their 108-104 victory over Washington. They snapped the Lakers' seven-game losing streak and eight-game skid on the road, and it puts them in position to win two straight for the first time since winning three in a row in February. February 22nd through 27th. Now, of course, Kobe, you know, he's he's got some aches and pains and some shooting woes, but uh, he's still going to put it all his all into it as he comes into Atlanta tonight to uh, face the Hawks. And, uh, you know, the Hawks, they could use a win. So can the Lakers. The Lakers are 3-15 and on the season, 2-8 and in their last 10. The Hawks are 12-9 and on the season and 4-6 and in their last 10. But, uh, the Lakers are two and nine on the road. You know, the Hawks are seven and four. So we'll see if the Hawks can get a win tonight. You know, inside Phillips Arena again. Tip off is at eight p.m. So hopefully, you know, you can come on out to uh, you know Kobe Bryant in his last professional game uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, like I said, it's going to be a lot of love shown, no doubt about that, to Kobe. Kobe's one of the great players to play the game. You know, say what you want about him. You know. But uh, he's got the titles to prove it. 
you know, and uh, he's got the stats to prove it as well. You know, and uh, can you believe Kobe has scored in his career 32,734 points, over 33,000 points he scored in his career. That is a lot. So we want to wish much, uh, much success to Kobe Bryant. This will be the last time that he will be in Atlanta with the L.A. Lakers before he retires at the end of the season. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of TaylorMade Sports. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's program. And, of course, if you're in the Atlanta area, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and I hope that you have a safe holiday season as well as a great holiday season as well. Make sure that you check out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for the next time TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor will air. Of course, you can find me at Kevin Taylor. 98. Like I said, I'm going to make my way on down to Phillips Arena for the Atlanta Hawks and Los Angeles Lakers game tonight. Also, keep you in the know of what's going on here locally with college football and also the Atlanta Falcons over the weekend. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until next time, my friends, I'm out.